Welcome, everyone, to the fourth episode of Game Informers from Panel to Podcast. I'm Andrew Reiner, joined, as always, by Phil Off. Hello, sir. How are you doing today? Good. And for those of you listening, I'm guessing you've been along with us for most of the journey, but this is a show dedicated to all things comic books, be it video games, movies, toys, the comics themselves, graphic novels, TV shows, everything. We're going to go into episode by episode. We break down the latest comics that are coming out each week, what's on the horizon. Also go back to some of our favorites, but then also dive deeply since this is Game Informer into the world of video games. Phil, today I'm going to play this up like this is like our 500th episode. All right, 500. We got a special variant cover. (laughs) <laughs> and we're uh we're we're going all the way back, harking all the way back to our first episode, just looking at it fondly when we talked about a book called Something is Killing the Children. I think that was our second episode. I think we talked about okay, Department well, of Truth in the first. Okay, no matter what, we've recently talked about it and we're gonna talk about it again. So let's pretend that there's some distance here. Uh-huh. Lots that of we're distance. just not that we're not just marks for this this book and <laughs> uh, James Tynan the Fourth's just incredible work on it. The reason I'm bringing it up is in March the series is coming back. Issue 21 will be launching in March. This is coming off of the recent run of House of Slaughter, which is kind of a prequel series. The last bit of something is killing the children was also a prequel, telling the story of Erica and kind of how she came into this world. This new story, issue 21, Phil, is set a year after the events of Archer's Peak. So I think it's the first 15 issues. Okay. And Erica Slaughter is back. She resurfaces. She's taking on a case of a girl who's seen a new kind of monster, which sounds like it's something maybe even new to Erica, who, as we know from the first series, is well-versed in taking these things down and knowing how to track them. I cannot wait for this. Uh, This is, by the way, you have one month, not even a month, you have... A few weeks to catch up on this series. Go get the trades if you have not read this. This is my favorite series running right now. I think it's your second, Phil, or third. Yeah, it, where, where is it? Uh, it's probably my second right now, and it might only be holding on to second just because I'm not completely caught up yet. I'm waiting on a couple of issues to come in the mail because they're easier to find on the internet than they are in my local comic stores, unfortunately. I would love to support them, so I'm supporting comic stores nationwide by catching up. Yeah, I I cannot rave about it enough. I'm a little worried, Phil, about the TV show that's coming. So it was picked up last summer. This feels like Game of Thrones all over again, where the first 20 issues of Something is Killing the Children, I think feels like one season of a TV show, like 10 episodes of a TV show. Mm -hmm. If it's popular, they're already going to get beyond the comics. You know what I'm saying? Like the last season of Game of Thrones was... uh, you know, a giant dragon turd, right? Like that, <laughs> it was awful because Martin hadn't written it. It's fan fiction. I, I, I'm sorry. I know he gave them notes, but the people filling in the gaps, it's not Martin. It's not from the the hand that made this series, that made those first six series, seven or whatever seasons, just incredible. It felt different. I worry about something is killing the children falling into that same kind of pit, right? I, I feel like that that's, that TV show needs to be seven, eight years out. What do you think? I 100% agree. I think this is, I don't think it's a title that you want to take too many liberties with and go off in your own direction. Unless, who knows, maybe maybe Tynan's actually going to be in on the action. And maybe he'll be the one that's directing slash writing, executive producing, any of that kind of thing, where he's buried deeply into it, which would then unfortunately mean he'd probably have to scale back some of the other books that he's writing that we both enjoy, and I'm sure many of our listeners do too. 
Yeah, we don't but, want that to happen. We want him no, to keep writing and, and making these books at the same cadence because whatever he's doing, it's it's brilliant. And I I can't get enough of it. I can't say enough great things about it, as as you know from the show already. It was called From Panel to Podcast, but now we're calling it the Something is Killing the Children podcast. <laughs> it's official. Until Department of Truth picks back up again, and then I start raving about that. Yeah, yeah. And that, by the way, I... I don't want to spoil anything, but I think those two universes might share some uh, narrative thread. There's there's some stuff going on and something is killing the children that they just kind of leave. But I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. What was that? What was that about? Are you just mm-hmm. kind of tipping your hat to your other series or is there are we going to see a, a through line here? Which would be weird because I think uh, something is killing the children is with Boom Studios. But the other one is at it's image, I Truth is image. Yeah. You know, I guess we've had Marvel and DC crossover. You could do this too. Why not? I would love that if he said that it's kind of the same universe, but we'll have to wait and see. I doubt they'll ever go into that, but there are parts in it that where I'm like, hmm, mm-hmm. I, think, I think there might be, I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to sell his other book and, or um, he's creating the Tynan verse where everything be. that yeah. he writes is going to somehow link together and just like, he's going to take over the entire comics world and I'm going to sit down and buy it all and eat it all up, including all the variants. I'm I'm right there with you. I will eat it all up. And we were just talking about variants. So we're probably going to be buying variant covers of something in department for each other for the next 10 Christmases. <laughs> that just sounds like the greatest Christmas present ever. And I'll say this, like each issue of both of these comics, there's like 15, 20, 30 variant covers mm-hmm. from like the biggest artists in the world. Like they love this series as much as we do. Again, this is a huge phenomenon in comics. Something is at least. Department's doing pretty well in the secondhand market as well, but something is killing the children. All those issues are just going for hundreds of dollars. First issue getting close to a thousand dollars now. I saw one for eight hundred dollars. Just like, what is going on? I, I know what's going on. It's it's one of the best things ever. Yep. And I will and, say, I had more problems tracking down thirteen issue thirteen of Department is killing. Or wow, Department is killing the children. <laughs> there I go. Um, something's killing the children. I had more issues tracking that one down for a moderately reasonable price than I have anything after issue 10. I don't know what it is about 13, but it was tough to find. What'd you get it for? Uh, I think I got it for 15. I want to say finally. Okay. But like all of the flat out buy now rates were sitting at like 20 and 25 and 30 on that one for first printings and cover a, I think it was last episode. You said you saw issue seven at our comic shop for 70 bucks. Yep. It's not there anymore. Jeez. Yeah. I bought it, Phil. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah, I'm missing four, five, six, eight, nine, ten, and then I'm okay. caught up. Otherwise, I got them all via the trades. Let's talk about something else that's just amazing, <laughs> mind-blowing. We're moving forward further into the future, into April. Donnie Cates, another writer that we just adore, who's just locked in. Let's let's first just celebrate some, some writers that are locked in uh, or have been locked in. Brian mm-hmm. Michael Bendis on Ultimate Spider-Man. Gail Simone on Birds of Prey. Yes. I thought was just phenomenal. Who else? Who else do we like that's just killing it? Not to, I mean, how far back do we want to go with this? Hey, spit them out. Just let people well, know. Series like, you should read. Frank Miller's Daredevil run was obviously mind-blowingly fantastic as well. Um, Kurt Busiek's Astro City, I oh, adored. Gosh, and I thought it was yes. so well done, especially with the Alex Ross covers that just kind of melted your brain every time you'd get a new one. 
actually a lot of stuff that Busick had his hands on were really good. Speaking of Bendis, his original run on Powers, that was fantastic reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we can touch on Garth Ennis, but again, we've raved about Preacher in the past, and people that haven't read that really need to, as long as they're not easily offended. Yeah, Brian K. Vaughn on uh, Why the Last Man, mm-hmm. G. Willa Wilson on Ms. Marvel. There's there's so many great series. And I think Donny Cates is right there with Thor. Yes. And he's just dipping his green toes into the Hulk right now. His Venom run was really good as well. Guess what he's doing? Hulk versus Thor, yes. Banner of War, coming in April. So we're going to have crossovers starting in an alpha issue. You know how they do these dumb yeah. Alpha and beta. I don't I don't know, but it's a number one. And then it's going to cross over into Thor number 25 and then Hulk number seven. Yeah, they're just going to throw down. It's going to be God Thor versus Celestial Hulk. And it's going to be wild. And I, I can't wait to see what happens. It's it sounds too good to be true. What I really want is a 3D model of everywhere that they fought and the destruction of what it is. Like, just to see the buildings that have all just been destroyed over the course of these two just kicking the holy heck out of each other. Yeah, and it's a five-part crossover. So you're going to need to, you know, buy both issues for five, you know, I guess. Um, Ten what, issues, Two probably. and a half months. Yeah, or no, I think it's just five issues. Oh, just five between the two? Yeah, okay. so two and a half months, whatever. And then uh, the Banner of War, it's it launches on April 27th. Keep that on your radar. And then another one in April, Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. So Flash has a big event kind of kicking off here again. I'll just spoil one thing. It says in the solicitation for this from DC, after sacrificing everything to help the Flash put the universe back together and save Bruce Wayne's life, Thomas Wayne wakes up in a world he thought was no more. Forced to don the cowl once again, Batman prowls the streets of Gotham searching for answers to how this world still exists. But what he starts to uncover will send him hurtling around the globe. The hunt for the clockwork killer starts here that sounds like a new character so Mm -hmm. and it's going to be done by jeff johns which he's old school he does great work in the dc universe and yeah i'm on board for that the batman costume looks really cool it has like the red batman logo almost beyondy yeah kind of on a traditional suit and Mm -hmm. obviously it's bruce's dad so you know he's probably older grumpy old man maybe in the suit but (laughs) i'm all about it and Johns does a good job of storytelling as well. As you said, he's been with DC forever, and he's had quite a few epic and legendary runs. So I'm sure he'll tie it all together nicely. Around that same time, we're going to have new number ones to put on your radar. Always buy number ones when you go to the comic shop, by the way. That's just my rule of thumb. Agreed. You never know if what you're getting into. Yeah. Even if it's like, you know, something like Ragman, and you're like, I'll never read Ragman. If it's got a number one on it, you're obligated to buy that issue. You mm-hmm. have to buy it and read it. So new number ones, we have our Flash, Fastest Man Alive, Captain Carter, straight out of the what if kind of universe. Uh, that's Peggy Carter, for those of you that don't know. Strange. So this is, it's going to be a new Sorcerer Supreme coming out of the death of Doctor Strange, which I really enjoyed. I did too. Uh, and don't we mean Sorceress Supreme in this case? That's a spoiler. But yeah, it's, it's a new female Strange, which looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Punisher. This looks really dumb. Uh, He's getting a new logo because the alt-right groups hijacked the cool Punisher logo, and now you can't use that. Now now it has like devil horns on it, and it looks dumb. Mm. And he's not using guns anymore. He's using swords, and he's like some kind of ninja Punisher. But later down the road, he turns into Ghost Rider. Okay. Cosmic Ghost Rider, which is by Donny Cates. Mm -hmm. 
I'm on board for it. We'll we'll see. It looks like I said, it looks really dumb, but it's a number one, and I can't say no to that. Especially when it's Punisher too, just because he's such a a flash not a flashpointy character, but a, a character that burns hot and cold. Like if, if Punisher's on, he's on. And when it's really well written, he's one of those upper echelon characters that enough people don't pay attention to. And he just the dirt and the grime and just his over the topness of violence is usually fun. Yeah, if you want to see it being fun, I think that's the keyword. Go pick up Garth Ennis's run. Garth on Ennis's it. run. Yeah, I think it was Marvel Knights. That was the imprint. There's just look up that in the word zoo, Z O O. <laughs> Buy that trade, whatever comes up there, and you're going to love Punisher visiting the zoo. That was so and good. Taking on a rookie, a rookie accident, not accidentally, but a rookie gets a lucky shot in and hits him with a bullet, and Punisher has to flee into the zoo, and all chaos ensues from, from that point on. I might go back and reread that. We Mm. read last week's books. What did you think? I was underwhelmed by pretty much everything I read. I'm going to kind of be a jerk, and there's a couple of things that I enjoyed but didn't blow my mind, and I will... I'm going to say, if I can't hijack this for a second, the best Mm -hmm. thing that I read last week was Jeff Lemire's Maze book. I read that five-issue run, and it was... Did you cry? um, No, not at all. I don't cry over comic books in The Iron Giant. That's for sure. You bastard. I I, I definitely cried. It was very heartwarming, very heart-touching. It's an incredible read that'll take you to a lot of different places and question the sanity of the main character as well. But I adored it, and I'm really glad that you recommended to me that I grabbed that one. But that was the best thing that I read this week. Yeah, and that's catch up. And you know what? There will probably be a trade of that. So keep that on your radar if you can't go find, I think it was five issues, right? Five issues, yeah. Find those. Put that on your radar. That's a good book to pick up. My favorite for the week was Devil's Reign, issue four. It's just chaos in the Marvel Universe right now. And Wilson Fisk kind of being at the center of it as the mayor of New York. How he got that role, I'll never, I guess we have president trump but you know like <laughs> never mind i take it back it all makes sense this is just it was fiction but now it really ties into the real world but uh yeah he's him being at the center of things is fantastic usually it's these godlike figures or you know these characters with actual superpowers but having someone that's just capable of manipulating the system the world and bending it to his will like kingpin has is fantastic and seeing him at the end on the rooftop that final page. something. Oh yeah. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> All right. There's what two issues left. And I'm like, Oh, this next one's going to be smoking. Yeah. Yep. I, I really enjoyed that. I did too. That would have been my favorite. My, that was definitely my favorite book of the week as well, but daredevil kingpin I'm all in. Uh, and especially that last panel, cause it was raining outside on the rooftop. It just gives you those, those classic daredevil vibes with just that rain and just the sullenness of everything. And him just remembering that bit of information. It's just like, Oh, All right, here we go. And then the other one I really liked was Secret X-Men. Not really liked, but it amused me. From what I could gather, I I reread the beginning a couple of times. This kind of, these mutants got drunk, like wasted. They partied it up and then decided like to start a new team. And then one person sent an email to everyone like, whoa, did that really happen last night and all that? And they just kind of roll with it. And now it's like a new super team run by Sunspot. (laughs) <laughs> and then it has like all these kind of like 
B tier. I hate to say that about these characters because some of them are really cool, but they are. They're not the Wolverines and stuff. It's Cannonball, Marrow. Remember Marrow? Oh, yes. She, her bones grow fast and yep. she can like she shoot take them, them out and throw them at knives. And yeah. yeah, she's got super strength and healing, all that stuff. Strong guy. This is a guy that's just like a giant muscle. And he's got little eyes, uh, little glasses where, you know, his face is. He's, he's goofy. I love him. Forge. Uh, what happened to Fort? Well, he's, here he is. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was goofy and it, worth a read. And it, it's still spinning out of that Krakoa stuff. You know, the X-Men really seem distant compared to everything else that's going on in the Marvel Universe. And that's I think that's kind of cool that they've really kind of developed their own lore and kind of fiction there. but. I don't know if I'll stick with it more than a couple issues. It's it's definitely getting one more. At the same time, I'm I'm kind of looking at it like this is probably it. So it's going to have to really wow me in that second issue. Did you grab that one? I did not grab that one. I I don't get too close to X Men stuff unless it's something that's really big that seems to be going on. But after you outlining this and describing it, especially with a bunch of B tier villains who I love B tier villains, and I know we're not the or not or heroes. necessarily villains, but heroes, just B tier players in general. Um, I adore them. I think they're great. They've got their spot in life. And especially guys like Strong Guy, who is you described as just kind of goofy and campy. And like, that's we can't be the only two people in the entire world that love this style of character, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody's got to like that. Like, there are so many mutants. Most of them, most of the comics focus on, you know, a dozen of them. Mm-hmm. They're always in the spotlight. Cyclops, Wolverine, you know, Nightcrawler. Yeah, you know, the the you got the mains there. And for these for there to be a new book that's a secret X-Men team coming out of a drunken night of stupor. Yeah, let's let's see where it goes. For me, it's it's one more issue and and then that's that's that. But we'll see. Maybe maybe it will blow me away and I'll be like, we're changing the name of the show from <laughs> Something is Killing the Children podcast to <laughs> Secret X-Men podcast. You you just gotta go get this book. The podcast is killing the children. Yeah, you never know. What else did you like? I loved Radiant Black. I think I've briefly spoke about this in a previous episode about how talk much about, I enjoyed this comic. Yeah, just talk about the what it is. It's uh, originally starts out as a story that's uh, about a writer that's down and out on his luck, has to move back home. I believe it's we're 12 issues in, so uh, had to move back home, stumbles across something that ends up giving him superpowers. Uh, not to go too spoilery, but something bad happens to him and his best friend who was kind of taking care of him that like they had hung out. They're hanging out again for the first time in however long since he's moved back home, ends up acquiring the powers to de- and to only to discover that there's a bunch of other people that have acquired these powers, all of different colors. Not to sound too much like I think they dropped the Mighty Morphin part and now they're just Power Rangers or they dropped the power yeah. part and now they're just Mighty Morphins. Yeah, not to sound too Power Rangery, but this one, uh, this newest issue focuses all on the... I'm going to call her Radiant Pink instead of Radiant Black. And apparently the story of this person is loosely based upon a a relatively well-known Twitch streamer named Megan Camarina. Like she had some input into the writing of it and it's kind of based on her story. And it's, it starts out with her like doing a live stream on Twitch, the cat knocking over her microphone before her big sub week or whatever happens. And she's trying to get all of it. Microphone breaks. She ends up going to, and I actually think they use the name Best Buy in it too. To get a new microphone, unfortunately, because streaming has become so popular, Best Buy is all out of microphones. Uh, he offers to fix it for her after hours, ends up taking her into the back. She's essentially got a day off, spends some time with her girlfriend. Her and her girlfriend end up breaking up after she discovers that she's the one that ends up getting the the, the pink power. 
And uh, it now looks to kind of be following a little bit of her journey alongside as well. She's kind of made a couple of appearances previously, but this is kind of an origin story for her. And I thought it was kind of neat that, again, to harken back to video games, that it's it's loosely based upon things that have happened to somebody else or that she wrote it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was really well written. Kyle Higgins is his name. I think he's doing a really good job with this story. And I think it's kind of an indie darling that more people need to be checking out. It's I like the story that's being told. And it's image, right? I think. Yep. Yeah. The one thing I'll say is like it it feels like Invincible or a Spider-Man yes. origin story. It's with a kid mm-hmm. that kind of gets this alien power floating orb. He gets this power, doesn't know what to do with it. And I, I won't spoil what he does, but he doesn't use it for the powers of good right out of the gate. No. And right there, the end of that first issue, you're like, oh, I want to see where this is going. So I don't know about this Twitch streamer stuff. That sounds kind of dumb to me. Like, that's just like my life. <laughs> <laughs> Knocking over microphones and screwing <laughs> things up at work. That sounds like it's hitting too close to home and Twitch. And yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm uh, I, I'm on board for that, but I do love that series. And I got to I got to catch up on that. I will say as well, I've got a friend of mine. His name is Mike. He lives in Lockport, Illinois, where this all happens. He has sent me pictures of exact locations that were drawn over the course of like the first couple of issues that are all heavily taking place in Lockport. And he's like, do you recognize this? And it's like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what that's from. And it's like panel number six of issue two or whatever. And I thought that was really cool that they've at least done enough research. I don't know. Maybe they spent some time in Lockport to nail down actual places inside of the city. Interesting. And Phil, you also listed here Maestro. You enjoyed that. I did just because it's, again, a version of the Hulk destroying a bunch of everything. And that ending sequence where it's him versus <laughs> uh, the Human Torch made me chuckle really heavily, especially once you see the damage that's done. I'm a sucker for big time damage and things and seeing that overlying scope of just the destruction that superhuman fights bring. I know it'd be tragic to see in real life, but on pen and paper, I just love that level of destruction. Yeah, so we already had World War Hulk, and this is World yep. War M yep. for Maestro, and I think this is going to be going on for a bit. So, yeah, I, I I enjoyed that issue. I thought it was okay, right? I was yeah. like, meh, it was all right. Most of the comics this week, I was just like, ah, Amazing Spider-Man, focusing on the stingers or whatever. I was like, what? Was yeah, it, that was... these guys back? What's this okay. about? Like, <laughs> we, just, we just got a new Goblin character introduced, and now we're... Talking to these other characters, I, how is this even connected? They try to tie it in, but I was just like, this is a filler book. Yeah, it's all like just it. Beyond stuff is all that they were trying to do is incorporate more of Beyond and what all Beyond's doing and what all they've got control of. We get it. Beyond's an evil, nasty corporation. Yeah, like most I mean, of them they've, are. they've established that through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the Avengers. Uh, Batman Catwoman was eh. It was okay. Joker was eh. Oh, uh, one comic we got to put on our radar. Everybody is raving about New Mutants. Okay. Ish- issue 24 just came out last week. I have homework. I'm going to go get that. I got to see what that's all about because supposedly they're saying this list last issue was just incredible and the series has been just on fire since the start. So I'm going to read that, maybe grab a couple of other back issues. Maybe if I can find one, we'll see if it's cheap enough. Yeah, supposedly that's that's a great series. So put that uh, on your radar too, Phil. If you get to the store before me and they still have any Mutants 24 laying around, grab that for me and stick it in my box, would you? I will, along Thanks. with some other stuff you don't want. <laughs> Appreciate it. Now let's go to video games. We're not going to talk about anything that's on the horizon right now, but we're going to dream up the games we want to see. 
All right. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Like, yep. We're going to talk about the developer making it, what style of game it would be. We'll just kind of walk through our pitch. Like we're pitching a game company. Here's what my game would be. Okay. I've talked about this before at Game Informer, but for the comic listeners out there, I don't know if you've heard it. Silver Surfer, I want Hello Games, the team behind No Man's Sky, to take their tech, take that whole engine and recreate it for Silver Surfer. So you are Silver Surfer in this game, traveling the cosmos to these random planets. And why would you be doing that, Phil? At what point in Surfer's mythos in his career would he be out just looking for planets, just seeing what they have to offer? Wasn't he looking for not not the Cosmic Cube, was it? No. No, he was the Herald of Galactus. When he was the Herald of Galactus, obviously, but I can't remember what he was he was exploring and looking for. Uh, just planets for him to eat. Oh, that's, yeah, when he was just scouting. Got it. You're talking that early into Silver Surfer's career. Yeah, so I want <laughs> a, than that. Yeah, I want like an origin story Silver Surfer game where he comes online and he is born of, you know, in service of Galactus. And he has to go out and find planets that Galactus has to eat. So at all times, you're going to have like a Galactus hunger meter or something yep. that you're keeping an eye on. You're going to be going to planets and you might be coming across like, okay, Galactus, this next planet I go to, Galactus is going to eat it. And let's say you descend into the atmosphere and guess what? There, it's populated. There's metropolises as far as the eye could see, flying cars, all that. Galactus is going to eat that. He's going to kill billions of people. So you got to go out, try to find places that are uninhabited for him to devour. But at the same time, you got to try to free yourself, gain your own power to become your own character and defeat Galactus. Mm -hmm. You can't kill him, but, you know, knock him <laughs> off his game. You can at and, least throw him off. Yeah, go find the Fantastic Four. Maybe that's how it ends. You have the Fantastic Four fighting with you. I would love a Silver Surfer game. It'd probably sell 10 copies, several to me, gifting them to my <laughs> friends. But it would be so cool. And the, the idea is there. Like, they have that tech, that engine. Get rid of the stupid starship and give me Silver Surfer. Give me a man on a surfboard. That would be That's fun. That's what I want. All right, your game. Um, at one point, I'm going to feed off your Silver Surfer, but at one point when I was mulling this idea around when you originally proposed it to me, I thought about it, a Galactus game myself, but I went full stupid with it and made it super campy, cartoony, and ridiculous. And unfortunately, I don't remember the name of the studio that did it, but I was thinking along the veins of Katamari. <laughs> Where you just kind of like rolling up everything that's on a planet to like feed yourself to get it all inside of yourself. And again, just for the stupid and humor factor, I, I played with that one in my head. That's a, so that's a good idea. I, I like just that. wanted to throw that one out there to begin with. Okay, but what's your real idea? Uh, my real idea, number one, was a, was a Daredevil game. And as listeners know, I'm a big fan of Daredevil. But then I kind of took it one step further than that. And I'm not as savvy with, with uh, studios as you are. But I want to see a Kingpin game. And okay. I don't want to see it necessarily in the aspect of an action game. I almost want to see it like a real-time strategy where you're, say, running New York and the gangs of New York. Ooh. And, like, fending off the threats from Spider-Man, from Daredevil, from the Fantastic Four, and the Avengers who are trying to take down some of your, like, head henchmen type of people that are running the different boroughs and different factions within inside of the city. And combating and building your empire up that way. It's not very often you get to play a video game as the bad guy that you know of right out of the gates. Yeah. But to run a criminal empire as, as Kingpin, and maybe even you do work your way up from Hell's Kitchen into becoming the crime lord of New York or the mayor of New York, as the case may be as is. I think that could be a lot of fun to kind of do it in a sketchy type of type of an, a manner. And again, with I, some of that sim strategy built into it as well. 
what would the viewpoint be like isometric top down or i'm kind of i'm even going like straight up third person almost civilization sim city style like that kind of full pulled apart and maybe there's boss battles that come into play but then you do have some quick time events or some hand-to-hand that comes into play but even throw some resource management in as well where you're moving drugs and guns to different parts of the city to make sure that everybody's content and can continue to distribute and make money for yourself and then you become mayor yeah yeah and then and you just why take not go from there, there. yeah <laughs> yeah seriously that'd be awesome that's a good idea my next game is bone do you remember that series from jeff I smith i love bone that was almost my number one pick when we did our first throwback this is just a fantastic i, I would say it's family title because it, it's pretty dark but it is drawn kind of like it's a adorable Disney film or an animated film but on paper, you know, it, it looks unlike anything at the time, especially it, it was unlike anything else out there. I could see this being a sprawling open world game like Lord of the Rings, but with more of that kind of lighthearted tone. We don't see that in the open world genre. Nope. Make this for families. Have it be co-op where maybe someone's playing as Rose or Bone or Phony. There's all these characters. You have the rat creatures. There's all sorts of fun stuff you could do. True adventurous spirit, again, open world. So you're kind of discovering the path there, meeting the dragons, all that stuff on your own. Bone is one of the best comics out there for what it is. There's nothing else like it. Boy, I don't know how many trades fell. Was it 80 issues? I Something might like even have been more than that. I almost want to say cleared 100 issues. That was Jeff Smith, right? Yep. Yeah. And it was fantastic. Yeah. He, he, he was just phenomenal with that story. Pick that up. It's now, it used to be black and white, but it has now been colorized so you can get a nice color trade of it. That, and it should be huge or you can get them in volumes, I believe. I, th- I think even Barnes and Noble sells this. That's how I big a deal too, bone yeah. is. Go grab that, track that one down. But anyway, that's my second game. Do you have a second? When you immediately said bone, the first thing that came to my mind was was Naughty Dog doing like a Jack and Daxter style. Like that entire thing. Oh yeah, thing. that'd be so fun. Like that, yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun. That'd be a great, great way to traverse that universe. Uh, my second game, I went with John Constantine Hellblazer. Yours are all dark, man. That's that's my style of comic, man. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> I like dark things. Um, but again, fighting the supernatural, fighting the occult, and all the the dark magics that that are associated with it. And in my brain, this kind of almost played out like, and now I'm drawing a blank on the game that was on the Xbox 360 that was super haunty, spooky, not Constantine. Hellblazer. (laughs) You're the worst. Um, (laughs) No, the one where you're hunting the serial killer. And they did a sequel to it. Condemned. There it is. Yes, there it is. Uh, Condemned. I've got it in my brain. I've got got in my head. It goes off like that in that style where it's super dark, super haunty. And there's going to be some jump scares that are involved. And you do post up at a bar and smoke cigarettes and drink some whiskey. From first person perspective. From first person perspective. Yep. Oh, that's cool. And you can have Swamp Thing in there. You got to go to a Swamp Thing. You have to have Swamp Thing in there. Yeah. 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 You could even throw in the entire Justice League dark if you really want to and get super weird with it. My third one is a comic called Something is Killing the Children. No, it is. <laughs> I'm, 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 this is a stretch. So X-Men, Bioware, the whole concept of Mass Effect, the Mass Effect trilogy, story-driven X-Men game where you create your own X-Men. You are a new recruit. You know, you go up through the ranks, choice-driven. So everything you do, who's with you, who's in your party when you are the leader of the X-Men, who lives, who dies, right? From game to game to game. Story-based, RPG, turn-based combat. I know everybody's like, X-Men's got to be hand-to-hand, brawling. No, I want it to be turn-based where it's strategic, like KOTOR. I think it'd be incredible. 
What do you think? When you said, because initially I envisioned it being the same way you said hand-to-hand brawling, but then you went down the Bioware style, and I, no joke, I sat back in my chair and kind of closed my eyes and listened to what you were saying. I was like, that's got legs. Yeah, right? I And that could go on, like, you're not even talking about a one, two, three game series. Like, you've got 60, 70, 80 years worth of X-Men that you could work your way through into the future that... Yeah. That could be a lot of fun, especially because it's modern day. So your saves are going to carry over and all of your decisions are going to hang with you. Like you're looking at a whole bunch of different style of games or different stories being told within the same time frame. That's that's a thing of beauty. Yeah. And like I said, you're making your own character. You could have your own, you know, this be a unique story. So it's not retelling any of the mm-hmm. comics, but you could pull from those eras, pull yeah. from those characters, have those villains and heroes that are recognizable, but maybe redesigned kind of like Rocksteady did with the Arkham villains and heroes yep. have Bioware put its own fingerprint on it. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I do too. What do you have a third? Are you done? Or is it something dark again? Uh, it's probably. I would like to, and I know they're not the studio to be named, but I would like to see Blizzard do a superhero style game mm-hmm. that involves the Sorcerer Supreme of Dark Strange or Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. So Blizzard Very- now. World of Warcraft? Are you talking Overwatch? I'm going going Diablo style. Or Diablo. Okay. Where you can map your different spells to different buttons and you can wreck your way through the arcane worlds. Maybe get some team ups with with your dog and and a couple of other of of Strange's teammates and just magic your way through the entire world. You don't have any tanks. It's all just magic casting. That'd be cool. I could see that with the the floating cape. He's just kind of gliding through the environments. Mm -hmm. Very Diablo-esque. Tons of enemies, swarms of them coming at you, shooting all sorts of weird spells at them. Yeah, that's cool. That's a great idea. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And again, multiplayer, you throw a couple of your friends in with you and, uh, you know, you're just looting like crazy. You're probably not getting, well, you're going to get some new capes and some new amulets and things like that to upgrade your spells. But watching his spells and, and the entire policy spells get more and more powerful, I think would be very gratifying. And let's say they all came out in the same year. Uh-huh. All these games. Which one do you think wins game of the year? <laughs> Bone. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Bone too. <laughs> just a, a darling. Critics just love it. Yep. It's just fun, free spirit. There's no microtransactions. And it's just, yeah, it's just a wonderful experience. Yay me for dreaming <laughs> that up. <laughs> now you just got to get the rights to it. And this is going to be a little shorter episode than normal, but I don't want to just bog it down with content for content's sake. Let's move on to next week's books, Phil. Okay. So we have the weekly books. Detective Comics is coming back. We have uh, Penguin on the cover this time. Ooh. And then The Amazing Spider-Man has the new Goblin on it, so we're continuing that story again finally after taking a week off. (laughs) That whole week break that we took from from the new Goblin story. Nightwing, and he's joined by Superman. Hmm. Flash, 779. Yes. You know, we're going to have Dan Jurgens on this show, and he's he likes Superman. I, I don't have anything bad to say about Superman for the most part. I just right. don't read it a lot. I mean, you, you gave him a, a grumble. I was I like, was, Superman's there, and you're like, Ugh. I was clearing my throat. <laughs> uh, here's, here's something to be excited about. Thor 22. Yes. Justice League 72, Wonder Woman 784. That cover is awesome. X-Men number eight, Venom number five, mm-hmm. Hulk number four, mm-hmm. Fantastic Four 40. And that's continuing the Reckoning War. Highly recommended if you read the first one. 
We have X Lives of Wolverine number three. That King series is Spawn. coming out weekly too, isn't it? Yep. King Spawn. Did you grab uh, the first one of that? Of King Spawn, I did. This is or issue seven now. Okay. So I, I was one and I was I was out. I was like, I get what you're doing, but I'm just not vested in the Spawn universe. I know a lot of people are though. Batman the Night number two. I'll grab that because that's written by Chip Zdarsky. Primordial number six. I'll grab that as well. Jeff Lemire. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 126. I hear great things about that series. There's just one guy at our comic shop that loves turtles. No, I hear it from other people too. Like some of my other friends, they talk about it and how much they enjoy it. All right. Well, maybe we got to take a look at this. We've got to investigate the turtles. That means I got to read the first 125. (laughs) Uh, Robin's number four. That's right. That's plural. Robins. Yep. I'll grab that. Supergirl. Woman of Tomorrow. Number eight. Green Lantern. Number 11. The Silver Coin. Number nine. Hmm. Devil's Reign. Superior four. Number two. <laughs> I don't know why this is still going. This is like Wolverine with Doc Ock legs and Hulk with eight arms. That's only the second issue. I think there's three of them planned, too. So I'm... Uh... It's great that they they've had a part in Devil's Reign as well. Kingpin was talking to him this issue. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out there. Uh, <laughs> the Walking Dead Deluxe number thirty three. Iron Fist number one. There's a new number one. Ding ding ding. We have to get it. Yep. What's the future place from here? Question mark number four. That's that looks interesting. Question. Yeah, I'm going to investigate those first three issues. Are those the ones? I suppose you don't have the previous three titles in front of you, but they're kind of like. I don't want to say bland looking covers, but it's just like the outside of buildings for the most part. Yeah. This one looks like it's a circus. Yep. And it's an outside view. Yeah. Interesting that you know that. Uh, a Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, number five. Aquaman, the beginning number, or Aquaman, the becoming, number six. Batman versus Big B, A Wolf in Gotham, number six. It's got to be the last issue. I've actually kind of enjoyed that series. Yeah, and Big B from Wolf Among Us, they just mm-hmm. announced the new sequel or showed a new trailer for the sequel of the video game, which I'm excited for. It looked pretty. Yeah. Time Before Time, number 10. Power Rangers, number 16. Uh, let's see. Homesick Pilots, number 12. Rain, number two. King Conan, number three. Suicide Squad, King Shark, number six. Oh, that's the end of that. I know. We got to talk about that next week. That's going to okay. be a featured one next week because that is one of the most gonzo, over-the-top, <laughs> strange, hilarious, kind of Deadpool-esque, but also has a lot of heart. Anyway, I'm going into it. Let's let's talk about it next week. Soul Plumber, number five. Oh, that's into that, too. Oh. Deep Beyond, number 12. Regarding the matter of Oswald's body, number four. Yosagi Yojimbo, number 26. Animal Castle, number 23. Hellboy. Blade Runner. Just going to rattle these off. Shadow Man. Marvel Voices, Legacy, number one. That looks interesting. Hmm. Knighted, number four. Nyx, NYX, number four. I th- nope. No, that's not, not yours? Uh, no, I think that's written by one of the bigger authors, if I remember correctly, but I can't remember who off the top of my head. That's uh, why I stopped that, myself. You know that Heavy Metal magazine? Issue mm-hmm. 314. That's still going? Yeah. James Bond, Himeros, number five. Scooby-Doo, 114. Phil, I've heard great things about Scooby-Doo. I don't tempt me with Scooby-Doo. I love <laughs> Scooby-Doo. You know I love Scooby-Doo. I fight oh, the urge every time I walk past the children's back, and I'm like, give me one reason I shouldn't be reading Scooby-Doo. And I'm like, because I shouldn't be reading Scooby-Doo. All right, talk myself out of it. 
you know, there was a big writer that just, they relaunched Scooby-Doo. They like reinvented Scooby-Doo a few years ago. And it was kind of interesting. I cannot remember. I'll have to look that up and, and remind me to go back into that next time. Okay. And that is looking like Judge Dredd magazine number 440. Wow. I love Judge Dredd. Let's see. I think that's it, Phil. So what do you think? How many are you looking at here? I'm looking at about 10. I was about to say, it sounds like a pretty light week for me. I'm sitting, I think, right around 10 myself. And one thing I want to point out, we are just growing this. We have, uh, you know, we're kind of floored by the number of subscribers we have for the podcast already. We would love to get to know you. So please drop us lines. I'm at Andrew underscore Reiner on Twitter. You can also find me at Reiner at GameInformer.com for email. Phil, where can they find you? Best way to reach me is going to be at BNow23 on Twitter. I pay a lot of attention to that. I did get a good chuckle. We did have one of our listeners say tweet at me saying, your guys' intro needs to come with a spoiler alert or the warning that you're going to end up spending more money than you normally do at the comic store from listening to this show. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point is to introduce you to books that are are fun to read. And we want to hear from you. We want to roll your picks into this as well. We can read those. If, if you have some series, new or old, get them into our into our inboxes so we can read it and and share it with our listeners and check them out ourselves. And then also, Phil, on top of that, I would love to organize a comic run day with some of our listeners here in Minnesota. If anybody's oh, down for that, let us know. We're going to go back issue shopping, probably hit up three to four different comic shops in a day, spend way too much money on one of our favorite entertainment mediums ever, right? So... Let us know if you're interested in that as well. Phil, thank you as always for being here as, as my best buddy and my co-host here on the show <laughs> and kind of, the, uh, you know, supporting this, this, this habit of ours of filling out these long boxes of comics. I don't know how many you have, but uh, my closets are full. I just have comics everywhere and it's, it's the most wonderful thing. I'm sorry. I got a little shell-shocked when you invited our listeners to come back issue shopping with me. I already spend a ridiculous amount of money on comics with me, and if I've got an audience, there's that much more pressure. We're yeah. suddenly just going to be like, yeah, why wouldn't I pay $500 for this? Look at me. I'm stupid. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the plan. So if you want to join us, we're not talking like we're going to have 30 people. We're talking a few people at a time, yep. right? So you know, we'll try to make these little trains in the future. Thanks again for all of your support, and we'll be back in seven short days. See you then, everybody. Greatly appreciated. Take care, guys. Bye.